Hello everyone, it is Nick here and welcome to Scale Up. Now, before I introduce today's guest, just another quick mention that my Empire Elite Mastermind is quickly filling up for 2022. Now, over the last few years, I have helped many entrepreneurs take their business to the next level. And I've found that the fastest breakthroughs always happen when you are working in a group of top performers. And that is exactly what Empire Elite is. Think of it as having your own personal and confidential board of directors. Twice a month, you've got me as your coach alongside a group of powerful leaders. And the program runs from February 2022 all the way through until November 2022. The focus is on growing and scaling your business. No surprises there. We look at organic growth, which is customers and cash flow, and we look at strategic growth, which is partnerships and acquisitions. And as I've said on many a podcast, when you put both of those together, that's when you start to drive exponential growth. Plus, you're going to have a peer group of top performers who will hold you to a high bar. Much of the value of this program is the caliber of the community that is there and the support that you bring to one another. So if you're interested, send me a quick note on LinkedIn and I'll get back to you with some more information. We only have, I believe, three places left for 2022. So if this is the year that you are going to take your business to the next level, please do get in touch. Now... Today on Scale Up with Nick Bradley, we have the amazing Anthony Trucks. Now, the first time I heard Anthony speak was in 2019. This was kind of pre-pandemic time when I attended Brendan Burchard's Influencer Conference in San Diego. And Anthony literally stole the show. So much power, humility, poise. He is a guy who has transformed himself from tough beginnings to now be someone who is very clear and focused on their mission in life. And that is to help others understand their past and their present so they can shift their identity and elevate their life and business. Simply awesome stuff. I believe that uh, if you don't have an identity that matches the dream, then the dream doesn't get realized. And so my big you know, thing I say is helping people make shift happen. He's also a former NFL athlete, American Ninja Warrior on NBC, an international speaker, host of the Or Shift podcast. You've got to be careful how you say that, which I have had the privilege of being a guest on. And he is the founder of Identity Shift Coaching. Now, my key takeaway from the conversation with Anthony today, it's this. Your failure or your success is determined by your identity. And you are just one shift away from creating your ultimate life. But that was the moment. It was I woke up and looked in the mirror one day. I was like, I don't like this guy. And that was the catalyst. That was that sliding door moment of like, something's got to change, man. Get ready for a powerful conversation with my good friend, Anthony Trucks. Hi, everyone. It is Nick Bradley and welcome to Scale Up. And I have a guy on today who I've had. Well, God, I've wanted to have you on the show for ages, man. So I've seen this guy speak live twice. He has got one of the most amazing stories I've ever heard, one of the best missions I've ever heard. So it is a delight to have you, Mr. Anthony Trucks. On hey, Scale Up. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, seriously. So to kick this off, man, I saw you on stage in, oh God, I think it was 2019, you're on Brendan Bouchard's stage. I think it was one of the first times that you'd been sort of getting out there and doing live speaking. Is that right? It was, yeah, it was it's the buildup. They always say the, the overnight success is like seven years later. It was like six at that time. <laughs> All <laughs> so, right. Well, yes, it's yeah, always like uh, the thing you don't see. What do they say? You know, you get um, uh, recognized in um, in public for what you do in private, right? You know, it's one yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but it was the, the first big stage. It was like the first 
we'll call it the coming out speech. I think everybody in the industry didn't know who I was. They'd, I'd been a different small ones, but I was now next to like, you know, Eric Thomas and, you know, Rachel Hollis and Trent Shell, all these guys. And so I think people got to compare me in real time to those people and go, oh, damn, he's actually, he's pretty good at this. So that was the, that was like my coming out time. Since then, it's actually been more of a scale up for sure. Yeah, well, we can now we can reframe this a little bit because I saw you speak last week at Funnel Hacking Live. Similar talk, I mean, similar message. Obviously, that's your mission. But geez, two years, <laughs> you blew that place up. People I was speaking Thanks. to there were saying that actually out of all the speakers that day, you were by far the best. So, man, it was awesome. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. I like to have fun. I like to make sure everybody else has fun with me. So if that happens, man, it's the goal. It's the energy, mate. It's the energy. That's, the goal. Right. that's, that's what I do, man. I let it all loose. That's like my, that's like my football field again. I get to go out. Ah, I let it all out there. For the listeners of, of Scale Up, let's, let's kind of get into it. So you have, you know, NFL athlete. Um, you've been on American Ninja Warrior, obviously now, you know, massive speaker with a, with a huge story. Do you want to kind of get people to understand you and where you're coming from a bit more, please? Yeah, yeah. So my, my realm of work is identity. I believe that uh, if you don't have an identity that matches the dream, then the dream doesn't get realized. And so my big, you know, thing I say is helping people make shift happen, which is, you know, remove the F and you get it. It's like, how do I make something cool happen? And I, I think it happens at an identity level. And so for me, it came to pass as a kid where I was given away as a kid into foster care, endured some really heinous stuff as a kid, progressed out of that, got adopted into an all-white, really poor family at 14 after 11 years in the system. So didn't really quite know who I was. I'm the adopted kid and the foster kid and the black kid and the all-white community. Just was always a sense of who am I? Tried sports for the first time, was horrible at that. So like, I can't play sports. Uh, all this stuff came to pass. And I found this moment that really shifted everything for me as a kid. And I built a new identity and shifted into what I call a new identity. And that identity was a catalyst to me playing football in college, had a kid at 20 years old, met my real dad at 20 years old when I was playing college football, um, was blessed to play in the NFL, which stands for not for long. So in my third year, tore my shoulder, I went home. Uh, and then I had to figure out how to go through another massive identity crisis uh, after all these other parts of my identity, because I'm the foster kid, the adopted kid, the, the young father, the kid that has a new father, the NFL player, the not the NFL player, the gym owner, the, the dad of three kids married to my high school sphere, like all this stuff. And then life came tumbling down because I did. I didn't take a, a really good look at who I was being because that led to who I'd become. Who are being everyday leads who have become today, right? And so that thing fell apart and it took me to a fog for multiple years. Finally, I woke up out of this fog. Unfortunately, when my mom passed away after a 17-year battle with MS, and it put me on a trajectory to fix my life. And then I promised her once I did, I would change other people's lives. I would find a way to make sure that what I'm doing for my life can be done for others the way that she loved on me unconditionally. So it led me down this path of figuring out what in the world is my superpower? What's was the thing? The point, was that the point when the, then you realized that? I mean, I always love, love it when people kind of have this transformation, right? You know, there's a point in time where things change. It either gets like so rock bottom that you have to change or yeah. something else happens. There's like, you know, that sliding door moment. Was that the point mm -hmm. when your mom passed away? I wish it was, man. To be honest, I really wish it was. I, I had a lot of those. I, I think that like you sometimes can float at the bottom. It ain't a bouncing ball. Sometimes it's like this, you splat and then someone has to pull you up, right? And I think I splatted there for a few years, like five, six years, dude. But then it got to a point where my mom had passed and I made a promise. But even that, I don't know what sucks, but it wasn't the catalyst to making me move. It wasn't inside enough. It was more of like, I felt ashamed, but I didn't feel driven. Right. It's a right. difference there. So yes. I woke up, actually, it was, it was January 1st, 2016. I woke up next to a strange woman on New Year's Day. I was a little hungover. Who could taste my mouth? I was just like, this guy sucks. This dude's horrible. 
and I don't like the way his life's going. Like I didn't like where I was headed. Like I, and, and if I, and the thing is sometimes you may not like where you're headed, but you also might like where you're headed, but not like the speed. There's a difference. There's been times in my life. I'm like, I like where I'm headed, but I don't like the speed I'm going, man. But that was a moment. It was, I woke up and looked in the mirror one day. I was like, I don't like this guy. And that was the catalyst. That was that sliding door moment of like, something's got to change, man. And we all have these moments and I'm just thankful I listened to it in the time. Would you have said that you were disgusted with yourself? Was it that deep? Oh, beyond. Yeah, I'd, I'd tell people all the time, like I, to the level where I would never want my daughter to be with a guy like that. Mm. I would never want my boys to aspire to be that kind of man. My mom would never approve and my God wouldn't let me into heaven being that guy. So disgust was like, would be an understatement of like this, I, this guy. I was like, who the hell? I didn't know him. I didn't recognize the guy looking back. Because a lot of the time when you're in those places, you don't want to admit you're in those places. So what we do is get really good at distracting ourselves and always being with other people because we don't like being alone. Because when we're alone, we're not alone. We're with somebody. But if you don't like that somebody, which is you, then you don't like being alone. So we distract ourselves and tuck away and we drink it away and sex it away and drug it away because we don't want to face it. And for me, I'd been doing that. And I woke up to me and was like, this dude sucks. So yeah, a shame disgusted is a phenomenal description. And was that, was that first point then when you woke up that morning, was it the decision to change that was the first thing? Because I want to kind of get into how you shifted, yeah. right? Because I think yeah. people learn from the practicalities of what other people did, you know, and I'm sure that you've refined the thinking now that you look back in hindsight, but oh, yeah. was, was the first thing a decision? Was it like, you know, well, that's it. I've now, I'm going to make a decision today that that's it. I'm going to change things. Yeah, that was it, man. I made a choice. I was like, I'm cutting women off. I'm not drinking. I'm not going out to the bars. I'm not hanging out. I'm just going to sit here. I was like, I just, I think what it was, I got to the point of realizing that the place I'm going, like at this pace right now, I don't want to see what the end of it looks like. So that was the choice. I was like, I don't want to see what the end of this path looks like because it's a dark cave that I want to go into. So that was a choice. It started with me deciding this is enough. Something's got to change. Yeah, brilliant. And then what happened? So what was the next move? The next move for me was less refined than it is now. It's now a lot more refined. And it could be applied to the place I was at, wanting to go to great, you know, or good, but then it could also be applied to like whatever good I'm at going to great. But here's what I did uh, in a really, we'll call it rudimentary way. I went in and went, let me take a look at my life and see where I suck. That was it, man. I was like, because here's the thing I didn't realize, and a lot of us don't like to admit is we are the common denominator in all of our problems. We just are. Whether it's something I am causing because of the way that I'm living my life or something I'm allowing because I'm not stopping it. Right. We're the common. So I had to go in and go, dude, where do you suck right now? Because I'm real big on, on needing to give yourself permission to improve. And that permission's hard to give because the ego rears its head. The ego goes, I don't want to feel bad about myself. So I'm going to go ahead and make excuses as to why I'm OK, why this isn't so bad, why I don't need help. I got this. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because look where you're at. You know, you're not where you want to be. So let's be honest, pull the ego back. Look at yourself and go, okay, I'm the problem. Where can I improve? And where can I give myself ownership and permission to be like, you know what? I'm a, I'm a bad dad. I got to be a better dad. I'm a bad husband. I got to be a better husband. I'm a bad business owner. I got to be a better business owner. And when you can give yourself that permission, it doesn't mean you suck. It just means what you are doing is inadequate. So now you can do more. Yeah, that's powerful. Because I think the thing that comes to mind when you say that is, how do you manage in that state the difference between lifting up or going further down. You know what I mean? Like some people like they, they, you know, they end up, you know, to the very extreme of that, they might kill themselves. Right. Or yeah. Yeah, how do you manage that point? Because in the point where you're there, right. You know, you're sitting alone in your apartment, you know, you're feeling as you're feeling, 
there's a certain strength that has to be pulled from within to do that. So how do you do that? First thing I do is realize that me by myself, this one brain won't solve the problem. Yeah, cool. We, we I think whenever we have these moments of like really like difficult shame, we want to get more secluded and more siloed from the world. Solitary, you know, no one be around me because two things. One, I'm ashamed, I'm embarrassed. And I don't want to see the people that, that I love and have them see me in this state. And then two, I get to the point of thinking like, I'm going to be a burden to them. I don't want to go around them because I'm going to be a burden to their happiness and joy. And what I realized is my big, big savior was my people. Like I'm, I'm a man of faith. And if you want to put God as one of the people, please do. But if you don't, that's okay. But I also had physical, tangible people in my, my vicinity. And what I found is that whenever I go and look at these people that are around me, a lot of them, man, like I need to lean because I could borrow their joy. When they're in great moods, it doesn't matter what you're coming in at. If I'm in a good mood and you're in my vicinity, I'm going to be like, stop that. Be happy. Let's go. What, we, what can we do right now? You know, like I want to find ways to be of more joy. And it's not that not to say I'm demean your feelings, but when you when you don't come around happy people, you don't get there happy. So you don't get happy. So I was like, I don't like this guy. So I, I was around the friends that wanted more for my life and better for my life than I wanted at that moment. They, they I let them plant seeds. I let them water. And here's the other part. I wasn't a burden. I love humans. I love my humans, my, my friends, my family. I want them to come to me, man. Please come to me. I want to help you. Right. Don't, don't think you're a burden to my life. Like I have poured into you, poured into me is why we're here. God, give me the opportunity to help you, right? Let me come around you. And so for me, I leaned on people. I went back to church. I had a lot of conversations with some, some people that I had, to, I had to eat it. I had to really eat my pride and let some people lay into me like, damn, you're right. I do suck there, right? I had to apologize to my ex-wife for being a bad husband. <laughs> my kids for being a bad dad. Like these are honest moments, but that now gives you the ability to improve upon it. So my solution was, let me go find out where I suck at these things. Let me do the actions to end this suffering in a positive way. And so here's a cool thing is when you start taking the actions in a direction of positivity, you start feeling that emotion. When I go and make the apology and truly own it, when I make some progress or I have friends say, hey, good job, I feel good. And I'm like, ooh, I, I like the taste of that, right? So I want more of that. So I do more and I want more, I do more. And after a while, you start doing things that are completely out of the character of the old person you were, and you become more the new person. And that's where the shift takes place. Now, what you do, how you do, we have a whole method we do called the shift method that guides people through it. But the, we'll call it 50,000 foot view. Yeah. The big part of it is first just going in and dropping the ego, taking a look at life, figure out what the heck's going on, and then find out areas that you're the common denominator and then work on them. And it's not going to be great, but you don't do it alone. Doing it alone is not the idea. I believe you need two things in this process. And I think I call it a skill set called visioneering is what I call it. I think visioneering is a skill set that we all, we all should embody because it's the way to envision, right, the, the destination. But I think a lot of us for destination, we know the city, but we don't know the address. Like I kind of know, but I don't know specific to a pinpoint, you know, so we don't envision properly. So I don't desire it enough to go after it. And then if I do, I don't have the ability to engineer an identity that needs to get that and the pathway to get there. I can't engineer the blue line, you know? So this visioneering, it's, it's a skill set. It takes two things. One is people and process. People are what we just talked about. I need the people in my life. I need the people to support that, that, that lift me up. But if I don't get a process, I'll still feel like fall flat. You can, you can make me feel great all you want. Chum, chum, haru, hey, that could be great. But then at the end of the day, 
if I don't have a process to follow, I'm still falling flat in a month, right? But also if I got a process and I do it by myself with no people, it feels heavy. It's long, it's arduous. I do it with disdain. I don't have joy while I don't have support or perspectives and it's longer. So process is like with the shift method, you need a process to follow and people to guide you and be part of the process. You do those two together. It's an amazing skill set to get you that destination someday. Man, this is what I meant before. And I said, I've heard you, heard you speak a few times and now like everything's so much more dialed in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd spend some time finding. <laughs> yeah, well, you have. I can, I, you know, from a frame of reference, as I said beforehand, I can see that because, you know, when you spoke about this stuff last time, you spoke about it very much from the emotion, right? From the story of what you've been through and the need to change, right? And, you know, you're a gifted speaker, so you can get that message across. And I believe, you know, the right message heard by the right person at the right time can change anything, right? I agree. But now, right, I want to go a little bit deeper into this next piece is you've got this down into more of a process that people can understand. So let's Mm -hmm. go into the two things you said. So you said visioneering, if I got that right. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? And I'd like it it to be quite practical. So if we go back to that point where you were making your shift, your first shift, how did you do that? So what was the first thing that you said, you know, I want to be this person. You know, I'm currently this person. So I call that gap the delta. So that yeah. you know exactly where you're going. Just explain that to I like, me. I call it the identity gap. It's the gap between who I am, the identity now, and the place I want to go. It's actually a gap we feel. Uh, and then, yeah, the visioneering is, can you engineer a vision and a path to achieve that vision? Just think of it that way. Visioneering, it's, it's, a, it's a skill set of engineering the vision. Straightforward, right? Yeah. The, the people in process. So we'll, we'll put people to the side for a moment because the people are a necessary part, but they don't actually get us to that destination, right? I could have a bunch of happy people and still fall flat, right? So what's the process? This is what I did. And this is after me refining it for a lot of years and thinking through it deeply, understanding psychology and neuroscience how it all ties in. And so we created what's called the shift method. And the shift method was something where, where I went, I say we, it's like my life. Now, it was more like me, but it's like people around my life. There are three stages. It's see, shift, sustain. And at face value, they're simple. I want them to be simple. The depth of the work we do in them is more in depth. However, it's, it's somewhere you can grasp it right now and really get the benefit of it and be able to push through in some capacity. The first thing is I got to see, and I call it seeing your zone lags because my destination, I call it that address. It's a version of your identity that's in the zone. You're impenetrable, you're confident, you're focused, you feel powerful, right? You're in the zone like an athlete gets in the zone, but there is something keeping you specifically out of your zone. And you don't really know what it is because typically it's hard to see the label when you are inside the jar. You're living your life, doing your thing, and you have no idea you're doing it. It's just like, this is what I do. It's like, yeah, what you're doing sucks. We all see it, but you don't see it. Therefore, you're not fixing it. You're doing all this work, but you're not working on your thing. So we got to see what are your zone lengths? What are the things keeping you out of that space? Is it poor communication? Is it poor money habits? Are you just pessimistic? Like, what is the thing for you, right? And then from there, once you see what's in that, we'll call it blind spot area, you now, like you go like, oh, that's been holding me back. I can shift to see a better, different future. I want to, I got you. I need to get you to see something that's brighter, that's bolder, that's bigger than what you got. Because if you don't, you don't get lit up. That's that plan, that destination, right? That address, where am I going? And then I go, great. I now see what I don't need to be doing anymore. And I can see where I can go. Let's go, right? And we go, okay, let's get there. What do we do? Well, you got the information. You've been reading the books and taking the courses, right? And now you know it's right. Well, what, what, what's, what's this and now? I don't know. I know what to do, but I just don't get it done. Well, why don't you get it done? Well, what it typically is, is I haven't done the work for the shift. 
I haven't actually thought about what is my true zone identity? What does that person live and breathe and believe and feel? Because when I can think about who that person is, I can make decisions in line with that person, which lead to actions in line with that person's life. So the shift phase is the work, but most people don't realize what you got to do. You got to do what two things, really. One, I need to design that ideal identity. What is it? It's a zone identity. And then what are the actions that will lead to that person? And typically, it's stuff that feels way out of character, way out of funk, way out of just you feel icky and weird doing it. Like, but I'm not the person that does cold calls. I'm not the person that does live streams. I don't I don't post on Instagram, whatever it might be for you. I don't I don't do this thing. I don't send emails. I don't walk in and shake people's hands, whatever the thing is you're doing. But there's going to be this thing where you go, that's not who I am to do that. I call it an identity wall. Actually, I am not who that person is. We got to figure out what those things are. And then you'll have in front of you the actions I should take for the zone identity I want to become. And if I do these things right, I'll eventually have everything that that identity has. So now I've got, okay, I know my stuff is, I know what I need to be doing. We get to the last part, sustain. And most people fall flat right here because they go, time for rubber to meet the road. I don't want to hit the gas. It's too scary. I might fail. What if I, what if somebody looks at me awkwardly? What if I, you know, make my mom embarrassed? What if I lose money, right? What if, what if? That's great. But some people, they may take the action. They go, I'm going to try it. And they try it and they fail. And Nick, they go, I, oh, this sucks. I don't want to feel that again. And they stop. <laughs> they stop dead in, the, in their tracks. And I go, well, why aren't you going? And they make amazing excuses, amazing excuses. And what it ends up being is they didn't put what I call as a discipline system around their life. The most successful people I know are not motivated every day. They're not like, you know, the, the determined every moment. They identify and they stay disciplined. They say, I am the person who does a podcast every Tuesday. I am disciplined to do it. If I feel like it or not, it gets done because it's who I am because they identify as that. It's easier to be disciplined when it's something you identify as. So where it's hard for you, it's easy for me because it's hard for you, but it's hard for me not to do it. Yeah, like you struggle to do it, but it's like, hey, but I, I can't go to bed unless I get that thing done. You know what I mean? There's a separation there. And when you create a discipline system, you then shift into this identity. And lo and behold, you have these things. So like if I'm the person I want to have a new a new house, a new car. Great. That person knows the same things, you know, they've read the same books, gone to the same course and seminar. They're sitting next to you. What do you think the difference is information? You think it's, it's how you guys grew up? No, no, no. That person right there, it's who they are to make the calls, to make the posts, to do the work, to execute on the things that they see here. Whereas for you, you keep sitting back going, I don't know, what if I, what if I look stupid? I don't know if it's me to do that kind of thing. So for you, it's a battle to get that stuff done. But for them, it's incredibly difficult not to do it. So lo and behold, their life changes. Yes. So we start talking about how do I get to that point? See, shift, sustain. I want to go into this a little bit deeper because I think um, this is a piece where I think people fall off the rails the most. So I was listening to, um, to Tony Robbins speak last week. I haven't seen him speak live for a couple of years. He was great. I didn't get to see him either, man. Dang it. I want to stay. I want <laughs> He's to always stay. good. He's yeah. always good. And you know what? I've heard him speak a number of times and he says the same stuff quite a lot, but the way he, he says it is always powerful, right? And he yeah. said something last week I just want to bring in because I think it's relevant to our conversation here. He said, do you know what? Do I like getting up every single day, no matter where I am, and jumping into a, a cold plunge pool or getting into something that's, you know, like minus 50 degrees? And he mm -hmm. goes, hell no. Hell no. I hate it. Right. Yeah. But I do it anyway. 
Yeah. And I love that, right? But the thing I want to get into here is like the difference I find is like someone might set a great plan. They might have a vision, right? Great vision. They want to be this person. They want to create this stuff. They might then create a plan to do it and even a process, right? And then they fall down at the discipline stage, right? Yeah. They get excited because they've done the work to plan it, but then they give up, right? It doesn't become a habit or routine or whatever you would express that as. So yeah. how, firstly, your thoughts on that. How do you keep sustaining even yeah. when it's hard? And yep. is, are there any things that you've found or you advise with any of the people you speak with that have helped them make that shift to be able to go, you know what? I'm staying on the course. Yeah, there's three things. One is you have to have full faith in the actions you're taking that they're going to lead to the place you want to go. Certainty. We as humans love certainty. If we don't have that, we fall short because it's like, I'm doing it, but I really don't know if it's going to work out. So I give it half effort. You got to have some certainty or full faith and belief. You'll figure it out. Second thing is you need to have something that allows you to organize your life in a manner to where you're not thinking about what has to be done that day. Uh, I look at life like business. If I have a business, right? So I have a, some people have jobs. They go to the job. Job tells them what to do today, right? You should do this today. Do your job blank. Most people go to have a business. They think it's, it's a business and it's not. It's just a job, but a bad one because they're going to the job, which is their business and saying, maybe I should do marketing today. Maybe I should call some people. Maybe I should service client, right? And they're, they're thinking about what should be done. They don't have a business because the business isn't telling them what to do. It should be, hey, every Wednesday we do this. It's marketing day. Every Thursday is outreach day. Every Friday is email day. It should be something with the bit because now what happens is you get up, look at your planner and go, oh, that's on the docket today. And I go do what I do. It's kind of like a person that wants to work out. It's, it's like I can go to a gym and walk into the gym with no workout plan and go, oh, man, what should I do today? It's daunting. Like, oh, I got to think of a workout for the next hour, right? Or someone says, here's your workout plan. Go to work. It's like, oh, let's go do it. Because I, I just follow you to paper and go to work, right? Life can be the exact same way. Because if I have certainty and I got a plan, I can get up any day and go, all right, that's my plan for today. Let's go to work. And I, I get to show up and be me as opposed to thinking about it all. The last thing when it comes down to it, my opinion is you need to look at the fact that in that day, even the things your life tells you what to do, you will not always love. However, you need to fall in love with the day and not just the destination. Oh, I, I love think that. far too many people. <laughs> Let's yeah, just say that again. Fall in love with the day, not the destination. Fall in love with the day and not the destination because the destination's fun. But if I'm only in love with the moment of arriving there, I, I hate every moment leading up. That's the thing that sucks for people because they're like, you know what? I haven't got there. And every day I'm measuring myself to how far I haven't gone yet. It's a tough place to be. But if you find a way to love the minutia, love the small things that life's telling you to do and go, you know what? I don't want to write the email, but I can't wait for the person to read it and send me a message that says, thank you so much for this email. You know, I don't, I don't actually want to go and like fix something in my wife's business right now, but you know what? I, I love the music I get to listen to while I'm hammering away. Like I find ways to, to love the minutiae. I love my day, but I know the things I've done and laid out are part of the plan that they are certainty, you know, they give me certainty for where I'm going to end up if I do them. But then if I find ways to love the little nuances, I'm in love with the day. And then the journey is amazing. When I get to the destination, it's like, oh, yeah, this is why I was doing it. How cool. And then I go right back to my, my day because I, I find that the destination is not the destination. The destination is the journey. Yeah. 
Can I get to a point where every day I'm loving this life I'm living? Because you're going to live way more life than you are going to live achievements and outcomes. So if you can love the day, you have certainty with it, and you are doing things, you know, move you in a direction without having to think about it every day. Dude, that's how you stay disciplined. Obviously, there's boundaries and bears and keeping the, the bad people and people things out. That's part of it. But overarchingly, like I'm like, that's some of the foundational stuff people don't think about. When did you when did you first learn that? Because that the way you describe that is probably the best way I've heard it, literally. You know, no, no, no BS. Because I think a lot of people kind of, you know, and I'm a bit like this too. Reason why I asked the question is, you know, I'm thinking about what I'm trying to create in the future. I've always been future-paced, right? And then when you get into the kind of granularity of the day. Sometimes the days, I, the way I sort of contextualize it is a little bit like what Steve Jobs says, you know, if you wake up too many times and you hate your day, then you've got to change things. But there yeah. are always going to be some days, right, where you look at that and you go, you know what, it's not exactly what I'd want to do today, but I realize that I have to do the work to get to that. But what you're saying, again, I may have this wrong, but correct me if I am, is you're saying that, you know what, you just reframe the day. Yeah. So even if there's some stuff there that, you know, maybe not the highest level of energy that you want to do, you reframe it so that you understand the context of it. So it can be. Yeah. Cause it's a matter of doing it. Like my son, there's things that I ask him to do. And like, he always beats his head against the wall. And I'm like, look, you have to do this. So you can do it one of two ways, kicking and screaming or finding joy. And the kicking and screaming is in a, it's an entire you out. It's an entire me out. It's going to suck for both people. But if you can find a way to embrace it and find some kind of joy in it, it's different. Like, do you think I enjoyed cleaning your poopy diapers as a kid? No, I want to get my poop under my fingernails and like you had you cry in the night. But for me, it's like when I was rocking to sleep at, you know, five in the morning and I got to go to school in a couple hours, I realized, you know what? This is my son. I'm spending private time with my boy. You know, like this is cool. So I've, I'd reframe the moments in the moment to find some, but I go looking for it because I think people don't realize how powerful the brain is. It's, it's this predictive answer seeking tool. And the problem is we set it loose in the wrong direction. We set it loose to find the negativity of the moment and we just sit on it. And I go, no, let me go let it loose and find the joy in the moment. Because what happens is if I can find the joy within it, it makes it easier to do. And I don't get drained so that I don't get the, because here's the thing, it trickles forward. If I hate this action right now and it drains me, well, the next action that I might like, I don't have energy for, emotional energy. So I go forward. I don't do that thing. I end the day going, man, you suck, Anthony. And I enter the next day like, you suck, Anthony. All because of that one moment. So I'm like, if I could find joy and get this thing done with like some peace, like seriously, I'm not even joking. There's times I'm like, I don't want to do any of this stuff today. But I'm like, you know what? Someone's going to love this. So I'm going to do it for that person. That one, I'm going to think about that one person to make this set of videos. Or you know what? Uh, I don't feel like doing this. Like we just moved. I don't want to move all this stuff. But you know what? If I, if I enjoy the, the music in my pocket and my phone, what's a new album I want to listen to? And I hit play. So I'm finding joy. So now what happens is when I go to the rest of my life, I still got that joy. And then I can enjoy the good moments. I go to the next day feeling happy. That stuff compounds. And if you don't frame it this way, you will fall short in life. Yeah. All right. I want to go into the last piece really for today. I want to go into, I hate, I hate it when people say about the routines and habits, right? Because it, it seems superficial. I kind of want to talk more about non-negotiables, right? So, because, yeah. you know, we've talked about the high level of, of how you do it, the frameworks, the processes, really, really clear. Yeah. But what are the daily things? What are the things that you just think, you know what, when you get up, if you want to, if you want to rebuild your identity, if you want to kind yeah. of move into a place, you have to do these things. They're non-negotiables. The ones for you personally and the ones that you've seen work with other people that are kind of in your environment. 
Yeah. Well, they are different for everybody. That's the good and bad part. So you can't go borrow someone's habits and go, I'm going to do this because so-and-so. Like if I told people some things that I do, it may be, it may be pointless or maybe yeah. de- detrimental to their life. Right. So I'm not going to say those things should be done. The goal is to get to a point of internal alignment with your stuff. And the reason why alignment's big is because we as humans fight to stay in alignment. Um, we just talked about Tony Robbins, real big on talking about the stories you tell. If you tell yourself you're stupid, you'll live in a way to show the world you're stupid. So you can go, see, told you so. And so there's an alignment that we have. And if, if we are trying to get to that higher place, the idea is like, how can you find a way to do things that you feel in alignment doing, which does take effort over time to where when you identify it's your identity, it's who you are. So that's a big thing for me. The other part of you talk about non-negotiables and stuff like that. I think the way I look at it is I'm trying to find a way to internally get to the point where like to say like, this is who I am. And if it's who I am, these things happen. I call it effortless effort. Mm, The effort's there. It's going to take place. But if it's who I am to do it, it happens unintentionally, almost instinctually. And I believe that's why a lot of successful people, people look at them and go, man, how do you make that look so easy? It's like, because I, I don't know another way to do it. And I don't want to go to bed tonight and hate myself. Because if I don't do that thing that you're struggling to do, I hate myself. So like I have a podcast I do daily called the Shift Starter Daily. It's a five-minute podcast. I record it and I rock and roll. People go, how do you do that every day? Like every day I'm like, at this point, 230 episodes in, I feel gross if I don't get it done by the end of the day. So where, where you're going, how do you do it? I'm going, how do you not? The separation there. And, and that's something you have to build into. And it's something you have to craft and create for yourself. It's nothing I can make. Now, if we do break it down, like what are the things that I do that other people do? There are aspects of health, right? People that I know in my level, we all take care of our health. It's a priority for us because my, my body isn't designed to carry my brain around. It should be used in a way to fuel the brain. There's science that shows it does that. Um, I am big on my relationships in life. I'm a human. We're created for connection. And if I don't foster amazing relationships, and even if I do succeed in some area, I'm celebrating alone and it sucks. So it's not fun to do that. Service is big. I love thank yous. I love doing things that, that pour my heart out and people go, thank you. I go, yeah, that's what I want. Because I want I wanted just to make sure I serve that heart and I feel good for the thank you, you know? And I think the big thing is when it boils down to it, am I leaving a legacy for the ones that are in my home? The people that wake up here. Because all that stuff happens in a world and it's, it's world viewed. But if I can't come to my home and know that I'm loved and respected because I didn't take care of home, then it was all for nothing, man. So yeah. I think the people that I have, I have around me like that, that I see that are successful, home is huge. Because without that, nothing matters. Such, a, such an important message. Because I think particularly, you know, we met a while back when I was kind of really focused on business. And we said before, I'm doing some different stuff now. But, you know, I know a lot of people who are entrepreneurs you know, they get so focused and sometimes maybe fall in love with their businesses. You know, the business becomes mm-hmm. the baby that they, they let go of the reasons, which are usually yeah. family, right? You know, for yeah. the reasons why they're doing it and they disconnect yeah. from that. And that became, that's a spiral, spiral down. I've been there, man. I used, to, I used to tell people, I want to want to spend time with my kids. Years ago, I was like, I, I was so uh, just engrossed in business and just immersed in it that anytime I was pulled away, all I could think about was it. So I'd be there with my kids and I'm like, I don't want to be here. Not that I don't love you, but I want to be, I, and her, my, my heart wants to finish that, that book or film that video or make that thing. I was like, this sucks. Like, I want to want to be with my kids. And then one, one guy told me something was a big change for me. He says, look, 
you're a human that's creative. You never stop creating. He says, I could lock you in a room right now for 30 straight days. And if I did so, you didn't have to eat or sleep and you could work for 30 straight days, 24 seven, you will come out of that room with more to do than you went in. He's like, so just do what needs to be done for the day, but don't lose sight of why you're doing it. So I was like, dang. So like it framed the way I lived my life massively since then. Do you believe there's a, there's a fantastic book by a guy called Michael Singer called The Surrender Experiment, which mm. I'm not sure if you read it, but um, he talks about, it's quite funny, actually. He talks about surrendering, surrendering to life in the process that, you know, instead of trying to overthink stuff, instead of trying to uh, push hard against everything, you kind of just let things happen. And the, uh, the, the crux of the story is he kind of meditates his way to a business worth about $400 million. It's really, yeah. I think you'd like it. The reason I bring it up and you haven't read it, so we won't go deep into it, but is that I get a sense of the way you're answering some of these questions in our conversation today, that there's, there's obviously discipline. There's also the stuff you've built around it, but there's also a bit of kind of just going with the flow. You know, yeah, man. there's a lot of in- intuition and being intuitive with how you feel. Is that right? Oh uh, yeah. For me at this point. Yeah. I, I actually read Singer's Untethered Soul. I like that book a lot. It's a, it's a good concept to pull back from, but I, I, it's like, I always question, why are we doing all of this? Yeah. And I don't lean too far into being like, it's for nothing because it is for something. There's a purpose for it. And for me, I do not want to exit this life not having done that thing I'm supposed to do. And if, if I was to definitively in my own brain say, what's the meaning of life? I think it's to have more good experiences than bad. And so with that in place, I'm like, I want to have more good experiences. I have found that life has an amazing plan for me if I let life's plan unfold. But the problem is most of us ruin life's plan. We get apprehensive. We get fearful. We get combative. We get angry. We miss opportunities. So we mess the plan up. So when you say flow, heck yeah, man. Life presents me a bunch of things. I'm like, let's see. Let's do it. Let's hang out. Let's have fun. I'm going to Ninja Warrior TV shows and go to Portugal and meet Rob Lowe and do these things and like other TVs, like game shows. I do stuff because I I live the makeshift happen and I don't push it super hard. I work very hard, but I let, I let life's plan unfold when it presents itself to me. Yeah. Beautiful. What's your, what's your mission? Man, it's to help people get to a, having an internal limitless state of ridiculous power. I want people to have this sense of like, I can do damn near anything. And it's, it's like to have it rooted, like an identity level rooting of like, I'm powerful, control, peace, all that good stuff. Man, love it. Man, I've got your book here, by the way, too. I was reading this beforehand. <laughs> Very yeah, cool. I like it. I like it. I like it. Last question before we finish up. So we were saying just before we press record today that you're currently doing Andy Frisella's 75 hard. What, I am, yeah. What's, what was the, the motivation to do that? I did it in January of this year. And the motivation was a group of my, my colleagues and peers from another mastermind that I'm in were like, we're going to do it. And like, anyone else want to do it? And my head was like, no, my finger said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, so, man. So is that so? So, but you're doing it again. So did, did, did you again. Actually, did it? Did, what's the, what's the, I wanted to just really question is really about the mindset of doing it. Is it like you want to do hard things? There's a discipline and a learning that comes from that. And that plays back into your, your whole thing around identity shift. It, yeah, it does. It actually does a really good job of that for people. Like you, you could settle in. The cool thing is about 90% of my life is already doing a lot of it. It's just adding an extra, like the water stuff and then getting a second workout. Besides that, I read, I work out, I don't drink, I don't, you know, eat crappy meals. I'm pretty consistent, but it is a part of it this time around is mostly for the camaraderie. I want to be around good people doing something cool and it's an experience with them. Um, 
I, I think like for me, I don't need to lose weight anymore. I had to lose a lot of it like weight. Now I'm like floating around a really good weight. And I'm like, I just got to like hang out and do work and stay healthy and keep my knees not popping, you know? So it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's been fun, but this time around is less on the drive for accomplishment and mindset more in the camaraderie of it for me. Got it. And for those who are watching this on the YouTube channel, you see how stacked this guy is, right? He's always been stacked, but he's even more stacked. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. I put it in work. Just to embarrass you, just to, embarrass you to finish up our conversation, man. Well, listen, uh, as I said from the outset, man, I've been looking forward to this conversation for a while. I've seen you speak. I love, I love what you do. I love the clarity of how you share your message. And one thing I've taken away from this conversation today is now how you've structured it so people can take that away in a more practical way as well and apply it to their lives. So just to finish up, mate, thank you. And where can people reach out to you if they want to kind of learn more? Yeah, yeah. Best place is if you go to Instagram at Anthony Trucks. It's a great place to find me. Uh, outside of that, if you uh, if you go to sloworgo.co, you can take a quiz. And then if they want the book, identityshiftbook.com. Awesome, which is this one here. Again, for everybody who is watching. Mate, thank you very much. It's been great to connect again. I'm just going to say one last thing, which is, you know, make sure that if Anthony is speaking live on stage as the world opens up, make sure you get and see that because the energy is phenomenal. And I've certainly enjoyed seeing you in this last couple of weeks again. So thank you thank for coming on the show today, mate. Really appreciate it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Very. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Scale Up with Nick Bradley. If you've enjoyed the show just as much as I've enjoyed creating it for you, then I'd really appreciate you leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, why not subscribe to the channel so you never miss a future episode? It really helps me, it helps the show, plus it makes it easier for others to access the content that I'm producing week in and week out. And finally, if you want more information about anything that you heard in today's show, to find out how you can join our community on Facebook, or to find out how you can get get more help in scaling up your business and your life, click the link in the show notes now.